0: Hudson and you are I don't know who you are but you're listening to Blue don't be like them kids in the Blair Witch Project
1: and go away All right? hello everyone and welcome to the driven shot this is episode 10 of season 2 Kevin or else go through with me how are you doing Kevin I'm doing well been? I'm doing it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How about you, Omar? Happy to hear that. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You know, uh, everything's going well. And of course, as you may know, Barcelona are playing in, you know, about an hour's time as they face Elche. And uh, that will be an interesting game. We have a few things, actually, that we're going to tap into uh, in this for episode. Sure. It's going to be it's gonna be a somewhat of a brief one so you can get time to prepare for the game. But uh, hopefully this will be worth your time, of course do remember that you are always more than welcome to submit your questions, thoughts, and opinions below, whether that's on the starting lineup that just was released, and we'll go through that in a bit, or whether that's just in general to you know, with regards to Barcelona and how they're doing. So do submit those down below. And uh, with on that note, uh, the starting lineup, of course, is out. And yep. uh, for Barcelona, somewhat of a rotation uh, by him. Of course, they're between the sticks. I mean, PK, Umtiti, and Alba in defense. Miralem Pjanic, yeah. De Jong and Pedri in midfield, Trincao, Messi and Braithwaite up front. Um
0: I just I just love how Braithwaite he takes like the headline here.
1: Like yeah, not he only does.
0: from the imagery that Barcelona tweets out but like just in general <laughs> like the replies and the reaction in general it's just like wait, what's going on?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, he does, he does. And and you know, I think one thing that I think was quite interesting as well is of course as you said he he takes the headline also because he's not um so to say he's not your traditional Barcelona player which is one of the reasons that I personally like him a lot because he brings something different and he has that energy and that fighter mentality and an instinct but also yeah. Trincao is also a name that a lot of people are mentioning and and Absolutely. it seems like seems like his boat is, has shifted its direction a bit
0: I mean I I would hope so I mean you know he's he's the type of player that I think especially when you're really young just needs that affirmation from the fans of like you can you can do this now yeah whatever you just did last game uh in la liga keep doing that it (laughs) it works you know for
1: sure yeah no for sure i mean it's uh he's he's listen he's a quality player he proved it at braga and of course liga nos and la liga santander are very different but it's you know they bought him for a reason and yeah to people that actually watched him while he was at braga i watched him a little bit before he w- before the announcement was made and then mm-hmm. after the announcement was made I watched I followed him quite regularly and he definitely showed a huge improvement as after the the deal was announced he was yeah. scoring goals setting up goals every pretty much every round of, of the league uh got man of the match and, and team of the week a few times I think as well. Um. So he's a player that has quality, and and slowly, I think, I think slowly, he's he's gonna make his way into the starting lineup for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's he's he's an interesting player. Um, as far as Elche, not many names that the general public will recognize, but they Mm -hmm. do have some interesting names on the bench as well. Uh, their starting lineup is Edgar Badia, Verdum, Fulu, Boye, Mia. uh, Raul Guti, Baragán, Rigoni, uh, Cifuentes, Josema, and Johan Mujica. Of course, uh, Baragán, the former Real Betis man. Um, Hmm. So some interesting names, some experienced players in there as well, Cifuentes, and uh, Mujica, a name that's very familiar to La Liga fans. Uh, On their bench, names like Casaniga, the former Spurs man, uh, Calvo, Luismi, Palacios, uh, Carillo. So... Some interesting names overall uh, from both sides, I would say. Yeah. If you had to predict, say a scoreline or just how the game would go, what what do you think? What are you What are you thinking?
0: You know, as you were as we were just reading the lineups and and I was just looking at the league table. I see Elche is 18th. They are Ooh, yeah. Eight, they're 18th and Barcelona is fourth. Yeah. Is is this a must win for the for Barcelona or is this a must win for Elche? is in relegation zone. Barcelona, okay, you know, Barcelona is a few points off of first now. Uh, Atletico um, after losing, that the puts a lot of pressure on them now, and it actually opens up uh, a glimmer of hope for, for Barcelona to 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 take to take La Liga. So, to Definitely. answer your question, you know, w- 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 the scoreline, it has to be a must. It, this has to be a, a must win Barcelona match. Uh, I mean, I could see this going even. Uh, a two-nothing, uh assuming Braithwaite, you know, is 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 on point and Trincao plays the way he played, uh, Messi will continue to, I think, be the distributor of the ball. Uh, I I don't yeah. I don't I don't imagine him being on the scoreline. Uh I think he's the I think Messi's the type of player this uh this this uh this game against Elche is where he could basically just play the midfield. He can play the wing however he wants to uh, and just set everybody up because Etch is going to be forced to double team or even triple team him, which opens up the midfield for us a lot. Very so I think, I, I think a 2 nothing win is um, is a healthy scoreline.
1: I think I think so too. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw an L.C. goal, to be completely honest, because they mm. do have some quality players in that team. Um, but I, I think for me, I'd say like a 3-1 a maybe. Because okay. I feel like, on one hand, I fully agree with you in that Barcelona, of course, this is a must game given the must-win game given the circumstances, right? Yeah, they they're, they they have to bounce back from the Paris defeat. Uh, they're facing them again March 10th, the return fixture in mm-hmm. Paris, and also they write off the bounce of that game. Was it? We're held to a draw against Cadiz, right? Yeah, At the Camp nou. So they want to. It is. You know, given given everything, that that is a disappointing result for Barcelona. And I think for them, they really want to they want to get back up, right? Yeah. Um, and you can see that with the lineup that Ronald Koeman has put out. He this is he this is a signal of intent. This is a statement that they want to get back up. And if they need to rotate some players, then so be it, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Um, I th- I agree. I think Messi will be more of a distributor this game. I could see him getting on the score sheet because I feel like this is one of those games where he could just have fun, you know? Yeah. Um, de- obviously, depending on how Elche play. And Elche's form is not great. I mean, they've lost two, drawn one. They've lost three, drawn one, and won their last game. Won their last game. Um, And they're facing Granada next. So it's not like they have a huge game to prepare for, which means that in this game, they might just give it their all-wares. Barcelona facing Sevilla and then Paris, so it's it's an interesting next two weeks. It is, it is for sure, uh, and I, I think I think we'll see. I th- honestly, I think both teams will be. I think I think Chelsea will put up a fight. I, th- I definitely yeah. think so, and I, I don't I don't think Barcelona will be complacent going into this either, because you know as we saw games in La Liga and games in Europe as well, where you, the score lines just aren't what you'd expect. You know, yeah, I agree. Um,
0: you know speaking speaking of score lines uh, I was, the the other day I was actually speaking to some some colleagues at work and we were we were discussing like just uh, Barcelona in general and yeah. everybody seemed very perplexed by the defensive issues that are the defensive errors that we we're, we're facing right now and one of them was and I asked them I was like how did you guys not notice this and they were all like well we were just looking at the box score and I'm like that's the problem right where yeah. like sometimes the score line it just doesn't make any sense
1: it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, even when you look at that 4-1 game against Paris, I still don't think that 4-1 reflected what happened in that game. I feel like it was closer mm-hmm. than the 4-1 scoreline would suggest, which is also one of the reasons why I think Barcelona still have time and still should be able to at least fight their way back into the into the tie. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, when you look at the scorelines, it doesn't – Like, if you don't watch Barcelona regularly, Mm -hmm. you won't really notice the defensive mistakes. You'll just see them as, oh, well, I mean, I guess defenses make mistakes, and they're facing strikers that I guess are good. So, you know, it happens. But when you look at how the the games have been played and stuff, I still still think that, and I agree with you from what you said last time as well, Barcelona need to reinforce the defense because for me, right, Mm -hmm. you could argue, yeah, they need a number nine for sure, but they have enough players that should be able to fill up that gap when fit. And if they, if for me, if they decide to fully reinforce the defense and that would mean missing out on a nine, I'd much rather have that than get a top world-class number nine this year and then sit with the same Mm -hmm. defense for next season, because sitting with the same defense next season, not to say it's a bad defense per se, yeah, but not. it is a defense that will definitely get tired. The, fa- the fatigue will definitely be noticeable. And also the fact that you have players that are still young and still developing doesn't make it easier because you have to either play them. And if you play them because there is no one else to play and they don't do well, that might hurt them. And even if they yeah. do play extremely well, they'll have to step aside when the big when the big boys when the senior players come back so in speak. yeah right so it is it is a for me i think it's a question of of focusing on the defense for sure for sure um because the midfield i think even the midfield i think is quite good i, I mean yeah it's safe to
0: say that the midfield is solid the, yeah. the midfield is solid it's it's young it has its you know it has a healthy balance of, sure. of, of sure. veterans and, and and youngsters uh Young, but then you have people like Busquets and Pianic. Uh, not that Pianich is old, but at the same time, he's 30. You know, he's not he's not a 21, 18 year he's old. He's not getting right? well, any younger. Yeah, he's not getting any younger. <laughs> um, but then you know, given given the circumstances and given everything we know with the club and everything going on, uh, sure. so that we know that finance is a is a big issue. Yeah. So with finance being a big issue if let's assume we're the board of directors and we're the sporting mm-hmm. board of directors. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, we, we sit into the boardroom, we're sitting with the president, Messi yeah. for some reason is there too. And he's-
1: Drinking his mate and just- Yeah, he, he just wants to listen
0: in. And yeah. then we come and say, okay, Omar, you have a blank check, mm-hmm. but is it to build on signing a new player? A big name, or is it to sign players to add depth to the defense, add depth to the squad?
1: Mm-hmm. What are we doing? I think it really depends on the position, right? Okay. If you want to sign depth players for the attacking positions, I don't think that's needed. Yeah, and agree. and I, I mean, realistically, I would rather sign a big name in defense rather than sure. that squad depth because I definitely feel that there is. In more than enough squad depth. Three okay. very good goalkeepers, despite Tershaken's flaws, despite Iñaque Peña's lack of experience in the in the top tier uh, mm-hmm. of Spanish football. Class, world class goalkeepers, right? And world class mm-hmm. talents. Midfield, very well stocked up. Attack, very sure. well stocked up, especially if Messi stays. Yeah. I would definitely use that on, on the defense. And and I would get players that are proven, not okay. players that might or may or may not work out. I mean, of course, it's always a gamble. Of course. But ideally, I think they should focus on players that are, like, if I had to make the decision, I'd definitely go for a name or two that are proven world class okay. center backs to reinforce that. Because, yeah. you know, left back position, you have Alba Firpo, in my opinion, has not been bad. I know he's had his mistakes, but he's not mm-hmm. really had a chance or a string of consistent games. Yeah, In my, the I way I see it, at least, right? So it's hard to prove yourself, and it's hard to improve if you get one game every seven games. Um, so I think the fullback positions are decently covered. Mm-hmm. I think the center back is where the focus should be. What do you think? Well, what would you do?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would I would to an extent add uh, add in a center back or two. Mm-hmm. One big name, one medium name. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big name to basically replace the veteran. Uh, I'm not saying let's sign a 30-year-old, but I am saying I think it would make sense to sign a 27-, 28-year-old, somebody who has that ex- that experience under their belt. Um, you know, I, I think despite Untiti's uh, World Cup uh, title, it, you know, it, 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 titles don't necessarily always mean anything. I think it, it comes down to, on the defense, it's similar to what we had uh, uh, about 10 years ago with Puyol on the field. Yep. He had his mistakes and everything, but he was the leader. He, he And I think that's really what we should be looking for when it comes to uh, building up our defense, a, a, a true uh, proven leader or somebody with a, with a voice in the back that will yell at you the moment mm-hmm. you lose focus in the game. Because, you know, I, I think what we saw during the PSG game where you know, the players are already fighting with one another mm-hmm. uh, in the back when they're defending – That doesn't necessarily help and that could have that that just proves that there's a there's a mental instability there uh that i think uh you know many clubs are i think are starting to to follow suit with where they they may not necessarily be the best player Mm -hmm. but just their presence on the field means a lot and the first person i think of for example would be uh at liverpool we look at jordan henderson he's not the best midfielder on the planet but everybody knows that when he's on the field, it's, it's, a, it's, it, it's a different vibe on the field. Uh, when yeah. you look at, for example, what Bayern Munich has uh, Thomas Mueller, the moment he steps on the field, everybody just knows like, yeah, you're, he's a jokester uh, in training, but when he's on the field, that's like during a game, it's, it's game serious. over, you yeah. know? So I think that is right now what we need uh, besides, uh, you know, we, we have Messi, we have a great leader uh, in him and everything. But I think when it comes down to the defense, uh, we can sign all the big players in the world. Mm-hmm. but if we but if we're not signing a leader, then that's that's really where I would uh, use my funds.
1: I, I fully agree. I think I think one thing to, to note as well is I know that Messi at times gets criticized for his say lack of like he's not that vocal mm-hmm. right And if that's true, then fair enough, right? But the, the thing is with him that he leads by example rather than lead by actually talking. By right, verbally, right? yeah. Yeah, he, he leads by by action rather than, than verbally, which is okay and good if you're playing with a midfielder or attacker, that's okay. But if you're playing with a defender and if the entire defense is silent or not comfortable enough to actually be vocal, that's when mm-hmm. you have a problem. And I think PK is one of the very few pl- players in defense, at least from what I've seen, that is vocal. He is extremely vocal. Yeah. Which at some times, like we saw with the with the Paris game, there a clip surfaced um, where obviously he was he was uh, you know arguing with the with the I think it was Antoine Griezmann as well, and and that's the heat of the moment that happens. But you need that type of player, right? Yeah, you need that type of and I, I fully agree. I think you we, Barcelona do need a vocal leader. The only issue I have is identifying who that player would be. I I, okay. I there no player on, to, on you know off the top of my head really comes to mind.
0: It might come down to us looking at mid-table teams or teams that just have that one standout player, but the media just doesn't cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, th- you know, the first thing I think – the first person I think of um, is, is is the signing of, uh, of Virgil van Dijk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, he, he came from Southampton. Nobody really pays as much attention to him, but look at the type of defender he turned out to be.
1: Definitely. You know, you know w- world-class player – Changed Liverpool's backline completely. Yep. Right? Um, changed the mentality of the team. Definitely helped them. And you can see that they've, you know, it's not to say that one player completely controls a team. Right. But when you lose a player as important and vocal as him, that's obviously going to cost you. Yeah, and exactly. the thing is, I don't see him leaving Liverpool this early. No, of course. You know, I I feel like later down the line, he would be a fantastic signing for Barcelona for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know.
0: And, I think, and that's yeah. No, I was I was gonna say. So then, if we're not looking, let's say we're not looking out on the market, then, mm-hmm. then w- what types of players are we looking at when we're looking at the academy? Because if we're just looking for the quote unquote next Messi, then we're not looking for the right type of no. player. Because we know that Messi is is unique. There's only one of him. Yeah. So instead, I think we should be probably building out. On, we should be building on a leader. Whether it be the defense, the midfield, or even the attack, uh, but I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see that happening right now. Um, no, I mean, yeah, I, I think one thing. Uh, I think I tweeted this out actually the other day. Um, yeah, and, and, and I and I tagged the uh, Vlogradagram that the one player I wish we had never let go of, and if I had the power to just sign him back immediately, would be Chavi, Chavi Simons. Oh yeah, The midfielder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, like, yeah. It. He I think, Paris. yeah, he went to PSG, and I think he is—he's a leader. I mean, for his age and his stature and everything, I think he—he he reminds me a lot of like the original Chavi Hernandez, in mm-hmm. the sense that like he just—he just knows what's going on on the field and everything, and he can—he can just do that, and you see it in his uh in his playing time now. Uh, or you saw him also when he was when he was playing uh, La masia. It just—it yeah. just uh. It's it's players like that where sometimes it's just you know I, I I we need we need to retain those players one way or another.
1: Yeah, no, he's a he's a quality player. Um, I I think that he, you know, obviously his motivation for leaving what I would I would imagine was that Paris had an interesting project, interesting team going sure. on, and also you know maybe some some lucrative financial deals for him and his agent. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I I think I think he will prove to be a very very good signing for PSG, especially when he you know, grows and, and, and comes of age. becomes a first-team player, comes of age, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know. So, so for sure. I think I, I, I'm i struggling just to figure out who would be that leader. You know what I mean? Because yeah, there aren't many vocal names, like players that are vocal, where you'd imagine that they would want to leave their club at this time, right?
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I think the clubs are doing a really good job at – at retaining players like this, despite the financial fallout that the world mm. has already experienced, um, for sure, I think it ultimately just comes down to the the manager in charge. Um, for, yeah, and the, yeah, 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 at the at the club, uh, whether that it be that you know uh, the fans believe in Koeman. Um it's just more so like do other players outside of, of Barcelona, Spain, believe in Koeman? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's a, you know, and people people talk about the the pull power and the weight of the manager, and some mm-hmm. people say that's a myth. It's definitely not. Yeah. It is definitely not a myth. I mean, for a player, would they rather play under, you know, a Pep Guardiola or a Jose Mourinho? That completely comes down to the style and the preference, right? right? So that definitely matters for a player. If they want to play this style of football, or if they want to play this style, this style of football, do you want to play – the, do you want the, the, the sort of say, the tough, the hard love, or do you want the, you know, the compassion? Do you want the – it really depends. And I think yep. for a player that's leaving their club, do they want to go to a club with a manager that has, you know, a big proven name, or do they want to go to the manager that's just now getting the first or second big step of his career, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that definitely matters. I think – what just to go back to what you said about cl- clubs keeping their players very well, a name that comes to mind – or actually two, are from the Premier League, uh, yeah. Jack Grealish and Said mm. Ben-Rama. I think yeah. it's very impressive that they've managed to keep Grealish despite all the links with other clubs. And For I real. would imagine that he definitely could have left if he wanted to. I am Absolutely. very, very, very surprised that he's still there. Um, you know,
0: there, there, There's got to be something that the club is promising
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: to, to a certain extent uh or just simply the offers or the links that have been yeah. uh circulating just haven't been what uh what the player wants or what the agent wants yeah definitely um maybe you know sometimes it, it, it does make sense to just hold on for another year just another year or two mm-hmm. uh and, and basically just keep working towards increasing the value of the player which which is you know to an extent uh already you know it can be a controversial topic because maybe the player actually does want to leave uh for but, sure but jack can't just really <laughs> can't say that uh yeah so but yeah,
1: yeah but i yeah. mean yeah I,
0: I think um i think yeah i think ultimately it just comes down to like how these clubs what these clubs are communicating to the players and and and, and the manager and what they communicate to the players uh mm-hmm. which brings me actually to a conversation that we were just having uh, a few minutes ago and earlier today was what happened with Quincy Promise leaving Ajax? This, I am still I'm
1: still absolutely processing. I am I am absolutely baffled to I say think. the least. Yeah. Um I'm actually I I was I read that the, it was going to happen and I don't think Oh no, it, is it is it official? I think it might be yeah. official.
0: No, it's official. I saw it this morning uh with the Ajax uh Instagram and I immediately wrote to some of the people I know at the club and so far, no comment, but I think the no comment to me just means I don't think anybody was really expecting this to to
1: happen the way it did. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's official. It seems. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Straight up. It's crazy. I mean, you know, um, obviously the Russian league does have some quality players in there. Like, it's yep. not a, a terrible league, but you think of a player like Quincy Promise, went to Sevilla, right? Now been at Ajax. Yep. I, I, I definitely feel like he could have made a move to a European mid or top club and actually done well. Absolutely. I, I definitely Absolutely. think he has the talent to do that and he has the technical ability. Um. I just don't understand why he would... Ditch Europe, D- yeah. Basic That's yeah, that's exactly. what that's what puzzles me.
0: Yeah, that that that's what's very confusing too. It almost seems as though there must have been some type. I mean, I'm not going to speculate or anything. So mm-hmm. let me let me actually come back yeah. before I say something wild. <laughs> uh, but I'm, you know, I, I I think he would have been somewhere. I think he would have actually fit very well with Barcelona.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I've I've. I mean, for the past. Couple of years, I've said that I think he would be a good sign. Like I would yeah. be happy if Barcelona signed him. I think absolutely. I think he has a talent, and I think you know if they went for for a name like Usman Dembele, it wasn't really known outside La Liga. Why not go yeah. for Quincy? Promise he's played with a national team, mm-hmm. done well with Sevilla, you know, and and at Ajax done well as well. I, I I don't know. I, I I just don't I just don't understand it. I really don't. I, don't I mean, and he's only he's only 29 years old. Like you know, if he wasn't if he was like 32, 33, all right? Maybe. maybe. Okay. Yeah. You know. You know, maybe like a big money move to the MLS or to China or you know, leagues that are known to have a lot of money and offer very lucrative contracts. Right. You know, fair enough, but you know, I I don't know. Is he is he pulling a Yannick Carrasco? Is he going to come back in a year or two and just light up the league again?
0: I mean, that, I would love to see that. But if he does, I'd love to see him at Barcelona.
1: <laughs> 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 you know, I, I mean,
0: I agree. Because again, you know, Messi's not getting any younger. Mm. Uh, Griezmann isn't getting any younger. And if we keep playing those players on the wing like that, Quincy Promise could come in and, you For know, sure. it, it, let's, let's assume Coleman is still, is still manager. They know each other. Yeah, got that
1: Dutch pull power right there. Yeah, exactly. So,
0: you know, I I was expecting it it was a similar situation where with the Depay situation, right, where I thought he would, Koeman would bring in more Dutch players, uh, whether it be players who are just simply from the Netherlands or uh, players who have
1: played well under him.
0: play well uh, under him or players even from Ajax c- uh, yeah. considering, considering the relationship we have with the club so I really th- this 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 really came as a surprise to say the yeah.
1: least I mean <laughs> I read it and my jaw dropped because I just yeah. couldn't wrap my head around it I I mean it's just it's just such a strange move you know
0: yeah it's just Moscow. such a strange
1: move and not why and <laughs> Spart- Spartak Moscow you know not like, of course, they are a big club in Moscow, but not like mm-hmm. Zenit who have this, like, you know. They have a, they have a Yeah, they have a presence, you know. and, and it, Like, if you want to go to, to Russia, at least aim for the absolute top, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, credit to him. Maybe he just wants to put, you I know, get his foot off the gas for a bit and just have fun. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, be.
0: to be fair, the, the pressure at Ajax has been mounting. So, mm, um, sure. you know, it, it. I think it's also safe to say that uh, promise is probably just looking for... Um, maybe, maybe he's just not getting enough playing time What what the case is because we also have to remember that, uh, you know, the, the Euros are this, this summer. Yeah. So he, he, maybe maybe he just wants to... I mean, to be fair, the Netherlands, in my opinion, are the top team to to win it i I had it had it happened last year i had predicted that they would that they would win it so uh yeah i'm I'm sure i'm sure all of these moves are calculated as opposed to you know just just going off straight up emotion and things of that
1: yeah no for sure for sure i mean the thing is as well like just looking at some of his stats he hasn't done too badly 19 games 16 uh, 19 games six goals played around half of IX game since he joined, or since the start of the season. Not too bad, right? But, I mean, maybe he just needed a change, and Spartak Moscow said, hey, we got you. Yeah. You know, could be. Could be. Maybe they offered could him be. a – I mean, I would imagine that they offered him a good deal. You'd imagine. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's interesting. I do hope that he just pulls a Yanni Carrasco. I will be honest, though. When Carrasco came back to Atleti, I did not think he would do as well as he had. As he's been doing. I genuinely didn't think he'd do that well because he was a quality player before he left. But I thought that, you know, leaving to a, a league that is not at as as high a level mm-hmm. and playing there for a while, you kind of get accustomed to that sort of level. Then coming back, it would be a bit overwhelming. 100%. But he's just hit the ground running. He's been amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's why I, I and I think it always comes down to uh, the managerial style and everything sure. uh, and like the system that's currently in place. Maybe at the time he left, uh, the system just wasn't there for him, but then he came back, system was in place. Uh, so maybe yeah. that's the situation right now with, uh, with promise where I uh, actually only used him for 50% of the season thus far, but he's, he knows that he's the type of player that needs to be at a hundred percent. So it's kind of like, cool. I'll come back, but just let me know when you guys uh want to use me every single game for every single minute. Because yeah, he he ha- he, he has the, he has the strength for it. He has the stamina for it. He has the talent for it. So
1: definitely, and it's not like he's not old. You know, yeah, twenty nine. That's not old. You're getting there, but still got a lot of years ahead of you. Yeah, um, you know. So it's it, he's definitely a player that I would love to see in Europe, and I I think eventually he will make it back. But I hope that when he does make it back, it won't be to. I really I really want him to see at a see him at a top club. I really do. I think 100%. he would, I think he'd be great at a top club. 100%. Um, so that would be extremely interesting. I think that's more or less all we have time for uh, because yeah, I know that uh, our lovely audience here would like to prepare for the Barcelona LJ game it goes on in half an hour's time. Uh, of course, sadly, we won't be covering it uh, on blog on a TV nor on the website live. Of course, this was the preview. We've got uh, the post game interviews that will be up and live on the website. And if you're listening on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple podcasts, they will be on there by the time you hear this. Um, on that note, I guess all that's left to say is thank you very much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this. And uh, this does go live uh, every Wednesday on all of our socials and on and TV, our YouTube channel, at 6 p.m. Uh, Central European time, noon Eastern time, um, every Wednesday. So do tune in. And I think that is pretty much it. Just to take one last comment. Uh, the Mojri says, we've got a good conversation, guys. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed thank it. Thank you. And uh, on that note, thank you all for tuning in. Hope you're staying safe, sane and well, and we will see you next Wednesday. If you have any last words, Kev?
0: No, uh, you know, I was actually going to say, should we tell them about what might be happening two weeks from now or let's
1: keep that. Let's keep it a secret? We've got, we've got a big surprise coming. All uh, right, cool, cool, cool. So, uh, Stay tuned for that one, guys. On that note, Phil Shane, roll the outro. My name is Phil Shane, and you've been listening to the Driven Shot hosted by Omar Hawash
0: in the Granogram News Outlet. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you have a wonderful day, and hopefully we'll see you again soon.